Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Big Black Girl, Small Kink World. I'm Nisi, and we are in for a treat today. Today, I have a lovely guest. Her name is Bellatrix, and we are going to discuss being Black, being kinky, and rigging. All right. I'm so excited. So hold on while I bring her in. just want to give you a little background on rigging. I know that You know, if you were to look it up in the dictionary, you would see it connected with sailing, construction, and other things, moving loads, uh, stringing things together, (laughs) tying up sails. Well, (laughs) uh, in BDSM, rigging is all about tying people up, tying, restricting, uh, (laughs) tying people to bedboards, suspending them from the ceiling and rope, and all other beautiful types of rigging. with different types of ropes, sometimes with different types of things, not just rope. And I just wanted to give you guys a little bit of a heads up. <laughs> Some interesting things we'll be discussing are what it's like to be kinky in a mostly black place. Um, it is a little different, um, especially since... Uh, Though there's a lot of nuances, so we'll go over some of those. And then, um, yeah, just a few, just a couple of tidbits <laughs> about about the history of the state that Bellatrix is in and what it's like to be kinky in a place that's fully Black, but also affected um, in a different way by racism. And, um, you know, some of these BDSM things, they can be considered soft um, not soft, but hard limits because, uh, you know, because some people aren't comfortable with being tied up and being restricted, being called certain things like a slave or a submissive because it, you know, it does bring us kind of back around to what it was like during slavery when people didn't have those types of options to, to choose that life, but they were having it forced upon them. So I thought it would be great to talk to somebody who is in, you know, participating in a restrictive kink and by restrictive, I mean um, holding people down, tying them up. Ones that sort of devo- like e- in- involve a bunch of different types of things, including deep, deep trust with the person that you're doing this with, or great negotiations. Um, and I'd like to see how that plays out in a community that's full of mostly Black people, or at least more Black people than are here where I am in California. Okay, so I'm going to get to it and add her in. Hold on, everybody. It's going to be a wild ride. So welcome to Big Black Girl, Small Kink World. Um, I just want to start with, uh, I love how we met. Uh, we, we both <laughs> be lovers of shit posting on Facebook. Uh, she does the shit. Exactly. Love it. <laughs> I think we met in a group or something. <laughs> I think we met in um, what group? It was a group, but I can't remember which group. It was one of the, one of those AD groups, maybe. Yeah, maybe one of those a black group, obviously one of those groups. Yeah, one of those. Um, one of those black groups. <laughs> yeah, uh, but so so tell me, how exactly did you? Like, when did you first realize that you were a kinky person who needed to just be in the life of Oh, um, let's see. When I well, you know, let me say I first realized I was a little different probably when I was about twelve or thirteen. Um, I do identify as you know pansexual, so I think I realized I was not um, straight probably when I was like eight or nine, but really, really early on. 
And then the kinky part was just different things that I would see, you know, being into anime and stuff really early kind of exposes you to like hentai and stuff. <laughs> and I would be oh, like, anime, so. yeah, I ain't gonna blame the anime, but I'm gonna I'm put them in there. <laughs> but you know, just seeing just seeing different stuff and being like you know I've, I've never been like a judgmental person I've always been like oh you know that's cool but I never was like ew what is that why are you doing this and uh I think I met someone when I was about 16 um who was a little bit older who kind of like introduced me to the lifestyle and it kind of developed from there okay interesting interesting I <laughs> never have added anime into it but I will say anime and cartoons had a little bit to do with it also for me uh-huh. they were doing some crazy things and then you know yep. the internet <laughs> how the internet beats everything yep. everything is porn so like yeah yep. we have our beginnings <laughs> what kind of a lifestyle did they introduce you to like what like what was the first thing that you got introduced Oh, well, well, I, I don't know if anime introduced me to that first thing, but I do know that I loved, I loved the dynamic of, um, like the Sunder dynamic, kind of like the overprotective, but, but mean kind of stoic person, but they had this like little fluffy person that they, the only person that they were soft with and that they cared for and stuff like that. Kind of, uh, kind of, you know, kind of drew to me. Um, I, the the BDSM like lifestyle part of it was more introduced to me from um an ex. Um, and I had no, you know, I had not known anything about the lifestyle. I do, I just knew that I was different, but I did. This is nothing that I had even imagined. And then when I got introduced to the world, it just kind of like I shot like a rocket through it because I was like, oh, this is what I've been feeling. This is what I've been looking for. Um him just and this is was me him putting me in like subspace and you know just was he would I didn't know that's what it was called at the time but it was just the way he would talk to me the way he would kind of command things and I was willing to you know obey and willing to you know be you know be the person that he wanted me to be but I didn't realize that that's what it was at that time until I started you know researching my feelings more and figured out oh there's a whole you know lifestyle to this yeah yeah, I I feel the same way. Like for me, it was definitely an older person. <laughs> mm-hmm. Every time, but and and that's like a catch twenty two because you know sometimes they be a little extra, but it, that's how I got introduced to it and figured out you know what was a good thing and what was not a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that sounds at least um safe <laughs> somewhat. That's good. <laughs> um, it was safe. It was safe except for the aspect of he was definitely too old. To be talking to me, yeah. But um, yeah. you know what I'm saying. And it's kind of like on hindsight, I'm kind of like, "Yo, dude, you were creepy." I was 16, and he may have been 24, 25. Oh, good lord, we've all had right. one of them. Uh, yeah. yeah, we have, and it's so, it's so. And then you know, now that I think back on it, he introduced me to it. But I, we did that relationship did not last a long time because he was like, you know, you know how sometimes. Uh, I like to call them online dumbs. I really, they expect a lot from you without expl- explaining a lot to you. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and so I was kind of like, okay, why am I doing this? And why do I have to say this? And why? And, you know, after a while, I kind of was like, this is too much for me. And when I started researching my own and, you know, kind of falling into my own, I realized that it was like a, 
predatory kind of relationship, but that is that was my introduction into everything. Yeah, it's it's like a they they search for the young girls who are impressionable, mm-hmm. you know, to find that submissive partner, and then once you start mm-hmm. to like, oh, let me go ahead and drop her and move on to somebody else. Every time. Mm-hmm. Every time. I hate an internet dom. girl they're the worst and i love to call them out i love to i love to call them out when i see it because i can can spot them from a mile away now i see all the red flags and i'm good at vetting people now you know from you know learning but at first it's kind of it's kind of mesmerized i'm like oh this person really cares about me you know they're doing this because they, they they you know have this love for me and that's how you feel at first and then you realize this is sort of abusive you're not even listening to me everything is about you and it's a, it's kind of disgusting because it's really perverted instead of uh, the background that it should have. It's all based on perversion and sex and what can you do for them versus trust and uh, intimacy and, you know, trying to build each other. Exactly. And that's the whole, that's why it's so dangerous. I feel like for young people to step into kink without any research because they will run into those people Every all the time. time. And it happens all the yeah. time. And then that's when you start getting, you start feeling you you start losing yourself when that happens. It's kind of like, okay, well, you question yourself and you're like, you, you feel like you're worthless or this person and you realize, hey, this person was actually an asshole. He was not a good person. This is not how it's supposed to go. And um, that's why I feel like mentors are so important um, yeah. for if you whatever side of the slash you're on, um, if you can get you a mentor on your same side. Like, I don't like when a lot of doms are like, well, I'm, 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 I'm mentoring this sub. Like, you can't, if you aren't a sub at heart, you can't be t- trying to teach subs how to be subs. They need to have a sub mentor because you're going to yeah. lean it towards the way that you want it to be. And that's not how, how it should be. Very much agree. And I think it, it takes a lot more than just somebody telling you what to do. Like, Mm-hmm. You have to find out what kind of stuff you are. It's so much self, self, you know, identifying and figuring it out. And I, I, it really bothers me when dominance try to push who you should be versus mm-hmm. you know, you're out. Like that's the biggest red flag. Like, it's there. the biggest. Yep, you're right, girl. Telling me what I gotta do and can't do because you. No, 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 no. This is something between both of us. And before we even enter into this contract or this this relationship or whatever you want to call it, let's discuss the things that I am willing to do, the things that make me uncomfortable. And if you are with it, then let's go. But if not, then we aren't we aren't compatible. And it's okay to not be compatible. You can't force me to be the type of person you want. And 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 I hate the fact that you know it's like if some people think it's like a monolith it's not it's not one way to do it it's not one way it's supposed to be it's what works for you and your dynamic with whoever you're with exactly yes and even and you just have to be careful because obviously you don't know everybody's dynamic Mm -hmm. you want to be when somebody is is not in a state dynamic you know like it could be it could be complicated it's a tough it's thing. very complicated especially when people are uh when you're younger like how if we if you like when I was younger I was very impressionable and I also had like this desire to want to be wanted and um was kind of oh I'll do that I'll do that without thinking about hey I really don't like doing this this makes me feel bad I don't like how you when you talk or say certain things but I don't want to disappoint them because they've told me I shouldn't say no to them, which is also a red flag. There wasn't no safe words involved. There was no, you know, what do you like? What do you expect? It was none of that. It was all what I could do for this top, which was not a good thing. Horrible. Yeah, horrible. But I, I when I when I got into it on my own and started researching, I I found a you know 
a lot of people that were genuine and actually, it you know, cared and was willing to teach me and show me red flags and teach me how to spot, you know, when something wasn't right. And once I could do that, girl, they can't stop me. Where, did, where and how did you find a mentor? Like, did you do it on like, when you were college? Well, girl, fit life, honey. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not why. That's not where I found them. But I'm just saying, I did. I did have my stint on there, trying to, you know, find my niche and find a mentor. And actually, I found a mentor in a Facebook group. Um, just 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 searching stuff you know looking up trying to find black spaces for us because it's such a small 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 black kink area for us you know and and to and then so I was like but at the time I was you know strictly a a traditional sub I really did not I was not wouldn't classify myself as bratty or anything like that I was a typical I wanted to do right I also wanted somebody that was willing to grow me and you know help me with confidence and things like that yeah. And so I would go into these little group chats and groups and uh, research things online. And uh, I was actually, and it might've been in one of the groups. No, it wasn't the group we were in when I found another one, but I, there was a Facebook group and um, they had like a little program and it's not even open no more. This was like 13 years ago, but it was like a little pro they had like a little program or like a big brother, little sister. I mean, like, you know, like the big brother programs when you have a friend, and, then, and it was like that and it was and it got shut down but it was such a great experience um they would talk to you it was like um and going to munches too because i'm i lived in atlanta for a while munches are a good way to kind of socialize and meet people um but yeah the facebook group was good and it had like it had you pair with somebody and you would, you would chat with them for a week and see if y'all were compatible with each other if, if anybody had any doubts about the either other either one of you then you wouldn't you know stay talking and it was no hard feelings. It was just, you know, not trying to force every, everybody on everybody. But it was really good. And um, I had a um, two, actually, mentors um, in there, a woman and a man for both sections. Because the woman who was mentoring me was kind of like, hey, you you think that you're a sub, but I feel, you know, this, this dominant energy coming from you. I want you to explore that side more of you. And she was right. And she helped me develop everything for me which is why I, I like talking to other people about it. And I don't like to try to get in everybody's business, but I do kind of like try to usher the girls and just be like, hey, you know, make sure you're vetting these people that you're talking to. Make sure, you know, you're comfortable 100% with someone and you trust them 100% before giving them yourself, which is like the ultimate gift of all. They have to be worthy for it. But I, I, had, I had good mentors and I know a lot of people don't which is a shame because we don't have an open space to just kind of, you can't just on your Facebook, hey, you looking for a mentor on Facebook, you know, <laughs> without yeah, you it being that. weird. Yeah, especially, well, I feel like because people think too much that BDSM is all about sex. Exploring your kinks and finding out who you are and, and exactly and i don't know how to make it i don't know i know mange i know porn and a lot of other things have made it seem like that's just what it's all about but i cringe every time someone thinks that that just oh you freaky then like no i'm not what makes you think that i don't even like sex like that it's not about that for me and i don't know how to get them to separate it but when i when i encounter people who only think that then i know that you're not i don't you're not somebody i need to be dealing with because you haven't researched and you haven't 
opened your mind a lot. You just looking for someone to call you daddy and that you can spank or something. Like, go go somewhere else. Yeah, they're not even kinky either. They just kind of fuck. Girl, exactly. Um, that's an interesting way into rigging, though, because rigging is one of those kinks or fetishes where it's like it's not really about sex. Like you're really just tying somebody up, looking to their mm-hmm. and working with them. So, how did you find your way into rigging? Um. Well, okay, so I had been self time a lot. Uh, before I even, you know, was showing people that I that I was, I always was interested in like the art side of it. I just thought that the shibari, I just thought that it looked beautiful. So I was just like, okay, well, let me try this. Let me see what it's about. And as I dove into it and realized like the connections, and it was really familiar to me of a dom sub relationship, um, being a top, and you know the bunnies and the bottoms. It was kind of like, oh wow! I actually, they they have to trust me, and I have to earn this trust, and I have to, you know, put this in their safety in my hands. And there's a, it was just a lot to it. It's just the artistry, and it's also like a science to it, and then the safety to it. Um, I don't know how I stumbled upon. It. I think just just being curious and just trying it on myself because I thought it looked nice, and then falling in love with it. And being like, oh, my God, this is something I really, really like to do. And I love being on top because that's just where I feel more natural. It's always, um, even if it's just for models who aren't really like, really like bottoms, they just want to, you know, model it. It's still some kind of trust that has to be exchanged between us because they don't know me like that. And I don't know them like that to know what triggers them or what what sensations they like. It's like it's such it's such a vast open world when it comes to rigging because it's the safety issues, the knots, the knots that you have to learn, the 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 tension ties and the the types of rope which are good for whatever we're doing. If it's just an artistic look, if we're looking for suspension, um, if someone likes a tighter sensation, different body spots that aren't you can't put knots on because of the blood flow, like and you know, making sure you have shears for safety yeah. in case we need to cut them out. Like it's just so much in that go that went into it. And I was just like, wow, this is really well thought through. And um, I just, I just started <laughs> jumping into it. Well, that's interesting because you've mentioned a ton of things that like, like I'm lightly into rope in the sense that I think it looks gorgeous. I love Shabari. Mm-hmm. It looks I, I love seeing people suspended. I, I don't know if suspension is in my future. Cause you know how mm-hmm. people are about that. But I, I love the look of it and the type of rope and everything. But I'm definitely mm-hmm. a rope rider. But I've never been tied up really, like, seriously. Mm-hmm. So what do the negotiations look like? Like, how, because there's so many factors, what does that look like? There is so many factors. So for me, um, it's a small talk between each other at first. How, you know, first I'm asking them, you know, do you want to see yourself in some colors or are you more interested in, in the sensations? You know, it, cause there's different types of rope. There's like the cotton, like the synthetic ropes that are, that are softer and prettier with the prettier colors. And if you just want me to, you know, do some kind of artsy stuff and you want to take pictures and look cute, we can use those. The knots don't hold as well. And it's cause it's, they're so slippery, but they are really pretty. 
Um, and then there are some of the people who actually, you know, it makes them feel safe. It makes them feel enclosed. And I love the hugging sensation that it gives and it puts them in subspace. And we use, I'll use like hemp rope or, or jute rope for that. Um, but most of the time, if they're just wanting to look a certain way, I'll just talk to them calmly. And and a lot of times, like with women, which is what I prefer, who I prefer to um, rig, I'll yeah. say, do you want this as like what level of sens sensual sensuality do they want it to be? Because I can do it if you want to be relaxed and, you know, finger stroking while I'm tying, you know, depends on what mood they're in. And if they say they do want that, then that's fine. Then I've rubbed my hands along while I'm tying. And I, as I tie, I'll, I'll tighten up and I'm like, hey, is this, how does this feel? Is this good for you? Making sure I can put two fingers between so that I know that it's not too tight. And, you know, as I'm going, I'm talking to them the entire time. How does this feel on you? Like, you know, if you feel any tingling, let me know. How is this sensation for you? Is it, let me know how this knot feels on this part of your body. You know, the whole entire time that I'm tying, I'm talking and doing my thing until we're finished. Wow, that's, that's deep. You know, it's funny because there was a day, I think last year, maybe the year before, I posted some pictures with some friends and you had tied them all up. And I was like, I am jealous. <laughs> That was my envy. How dare they? No, I could definitely, you know, and I love signing my friends because they are, a lot of us are self-conscious and a lot of my friends are bigger women, and which are my favorite to tie because I'm like, girl, get in these ropes. Like, this rope is going to look amazing on you. I want this, I want that juice to be poking out of there a little bit so I could be like, look, it, it, you know, it looks good. And it feels yeah. good. And, and for them, it was kind of just like everybody loved it. And I and it was just like this feeling over me. Like, I, I y'all are beautiful. Like, I love the fact that they all let me, like, let go of their insecurities and all just let me tie them up. It was amazing. We, and then we, we've now put this into our yearly trip, girls trip. It's going to always have, have Shabari into, in it. So <laughs> that's how much they cared about it. But it's hard finding people, though, outside of my circle of people I don't know. Because nine times out of ten, I have to ask somebody, can I tie them? Or do you mind if I tie you? Or would you be willing to let me practice? Because most of the time, 95% of the time, I'm self-tying. Because I don't have anyone that's, like, open enough or willing to let me do it most of the time. Now you lucky you live far away. Because I would be all up, like, tie me, please. <laughs> and I would be on the way. <laughs> <laughs> As a bigger person in California, it's really tough to find people who tie me because I'm a fat girl. Which I mean, oh, I'm a yeah. woman. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like they don't, you know, they're just like nervous or something. I'm just like, can y'all just figure it out? I'm just trying to get restrained. I don't know. That's I what don't. I'm saying. And it's like this whole stigma in it, too. And like, it's really, it's really concentrated for, it's, it's not a lot of black of kink. It's not a lot of black riggers. And it's not a lot of black female riggers, too. You know, so and as it goes down, you know, the, the, it gets smaller and smaller. And the, when I go um, to workshops to try to learn, you know, the safety and the, you know, the ins and outs of a lot of things, I am typically normally the only black woman there. And I don't feel like they listen to me as much or take me as serious as everyone else. But I don't care because I still get the same information that I need that they're giving to everyone else. Like, I don't care if you don't take me serious. I'm here for, you know, information. And I kind of wish I could do that 
for us. Like I, a lot of people have asked me like, well, how can you teach me? Can you teach me? And I just don't feel like I've perfected it enough to try to teach people, which is what I'm working on. Like I'm studying, I'm studying, I'm studying so that I can kind of get a space for us so that we can get more into it because I don't know if it's intimidating to a lot of us or if we just have, we just don't know about it. Yeah, I would say, I would say it's intimidating, but also I feel like if I was, if I had a you here, you know, like a black um, mm-hmm. here trying folks, I would definitely be seeing you. And I think you'd be booking busy out here because yeah. it's, it's a comfort level of, you know, she's not going to call the cops on me. Uh-huh. <laughs> girl, yes. And that's, girl, it's just, and I I do like and like people when people ask me like hey can you can you, and I feel bad to tell them like no nah, I'm not I'm not comfortable doing small classes or I'm not comfortable yet because I want to be safe it's such a safety thing for me uh be probably because I am a nurse as well so I kind of it's it's like a lot into it that I want all of us to know to be safe when we're doing it and not just when we're doing it with each other but when you encounter other people who are like let me tie you up. And they yeah. just tying knots all over you and you, you end up with, you, you can't feel your fingers and you losing circulation and stuff because it's dangerous. And they don't have nothing to untie you with. They don't have no scissors ready to get you out of there. Like, I want to knock that into all of our heads first. But I am definitely, definitely working on trying to do either like small Zoom classes or something with, small, with, with a few fins right now because that's what I'm more comfortable with. And I want everyone to feel comfortable doing it so I am working on my craft to try to incorporate that somehow I love that I love that you have like goals and you out here doing it like I, I it frustrates me that you have to be like if you're carrying it on your back like I'll do it because <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard and like even even in Atlanta um I've met a lot of people in the lifestyle in Atlanta but it's a really male led and um i feel like women take a really not even women just just fans all around take a a back seat to the 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 cishet men when it comes to lifestyle things in atlanta um and i don't like that because a lot of times they don't always have our best interests at heart it's always we're on the back burner and i kind of want our own space for us to to be in charge and to call the shots and to know this is how it's going to be. And it's just to be centered around fins. Yeah, no, very much agree. Plus that's kind of how predators enter the community. And I'm not saying there aren't mm-hmm. female predators, but they're just, they're just hot. Usually there are more male predators mm-hmm. and they yeah. enter the community that way that it becomes so difficult to get them out of it. It does. <laughs> themselves to the leaders and then it's like no shit you and know, then you're stuck wondering like why don't anybody see what I see don't y'all see that this person is not a good person like how are they fooling everybody but me and when you're that kind of person they don't want you in the in the groups yes then you get ostracized and that's like that's what I'm mm-hmm. seeing all over the place in many different groups it's like you know people finding the predators and getting ostracized the whole thing so it's tough, and especially for Black women who are already mm-hmm. like it's already complicated to come mm-hmm. out and be and safe. So it's just, ooh, it's a lot. But you, so so when you when you practice this stuff or when you hang out in your community, it's more like Atlanta. Like that's who you, that's where your folks are. That's what you definitely. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely Atlanta because I'm originally from Birmingham, Alabama, and I just recently moved back here about three, four months ago. And this is Alabama, and there is not a <laughs> there's a it is a very small um, kink community, and I there's about five percent black, maybe if that much. And um, no, it's just not for me. That we we do kink differently. And we just, we just do. And, and I'm just, I want to be saturated in with us as much as I can when it comes to that, because that's my, that's my goal is to have us first when it comes to it. Um, Atlanta has a lot of things to offer when it comes to like, like for lifestyle things, meetups or, or swingers or whatever part of the lifestyle you want to be in. We have a lot of things that you can research and, and groups you can become a part of. But like I said, they are heavily male based. Um, every there every month I've been to, or every workshop, or every it's always been male led, and and then sometimes you know they'll have a women with them, or they have fans with them, and they'll speak, and I'm like, oh my gosh, she was really engaging, or they were really engaging, but then that's it, and then the male goes back into it, and they kind of overshadow everything they said, but. I kind of kind of resonate more with fans because I feel like we can we can learn more from each other because we know how to speak with each other more. So then it's more authoritative. They're like, like they're speaking authority when they're speaking to you. And I didn't like that. I kind of like I kind of wanted something more softer, something more nurturing, something more caring, less sex driven. Um, because it's not about sex all the time. And I feel like a lot of the males are deep it's, it's, it's just in them when it comes to that that's like that's always like the end game and for me it's not yeah um I was just having a conversation with some people on set about events that are peak events but don't involve sex and everybody was complaining because they weren't sex events and I was like there are sex events and you can read the event and find out if sex is okay there but there are peak events where sex is mm-hmm. not expected or warranted right. and they need to exist in separate, not not all separate, but you know, mm-hmm. kind of like if you're going to a cooking class, it's an Italian class versus an Indian class. Right. That's the cooking, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in the Indian class, mm-hmm. you can make Like they both, they're both good classes, but hey, this is the one class that I want to go to. Exactly, and I just feel like, um, especially men, when it's a male-driven community life. Sex is a bigger part of it than it should be. Um, mm-hmm. out, out here it is, well, there's mostly men, right? And they, mm-hmm. they're involved in the swinger parties and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like what it does is it takes away from the actual kink section. So like now, mm-hmm. people who just want to have sex in groups with other people having sex versus mm-hmm. I want to learn how to tie, I want to learn how to mm-hmm. you know, like all that, I want to learn. The learning is not the learning is not there which is I used to do a lot of like small little education bits on my page about BDSM and then you know just just teaching everyone trying to do like small bits to let you know that it's not all about sex because it's just not that's not even on the forefront of me and it's not an issue if it is for you but for me it was more intimate without it it's more you know I'm trying to get the trust I'm trying to get that relationship I'm trying to help you get to where you want to be. And I don't want anyone who um, 
I'm topping or who um, is a sub to me to feel like that it's expected. I don't want that in the back of their head, like, oh, when, you know, that that's always where it's going to end up because it shouldn't be like that. Yeah. Should, you shouldn't feel pressured to show me this. Now send me these boots. You know how the guys are. Send me some titties. There is it right now. Go in the bathroom, take these pictures. Like, what? How is that helping me or you in this dynamic? Please explain. Right, right. And just a tip for the ladies who are trying to vet if somebody only wants to meet you in a hotel room, that's mm. a red flag. Super red flag. <laughs> Super red flag. Yeah, don't don't do it. A lot of talk to these people for a while. Like, don't just meet up and then don't don't please don't let anybody handcuff you, tie you down, or anything if you don't hundred percent fully trust them. Um, what are, what are a lot of more? It's a lot of red flags, but those are the main ones. Talking about meeting up at the hotel, no, take me somewhere. I literally tried it the other day. He was like, "Oh, I just feel more comfortable," and I was like, "Oh, but that's not comfortable for somebody." trying to murder me just say it say yeah murder. what you mean just let me know you were killed okay norman bates <laughs> leave me alone <laughs> leave me alone i'm not stupid <laughs> so then okay so since you are back in alabama do you mm-hmm. find that you're that you're experiencing in the kink community like racism and misogyny or is it just like Ooh, girl. Okay. Yeah, no, this, this is definitely it's definitely racist and misogynistic here um and I would never be able to express myself I, 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 at all. Like, even in my clothing, I still wear, like, my chokers and stuff and fishnets and things. And those little small things like that still give me, get me eyeballs and stuff, you know. Mm. Um, I couldn't, I don't, I don't even think I want to dive into the underground part here yet. I'll stick some more um, saturated places with more black people. Because here I and, and like I haven't it's not like I haven't tried because there's this um this metaphysical shop uh was run by two uh, really sweet Wiccans. Um and they would let us host tea. They would make us tea and let, let us host um small, you know, educational uh meetups for BDSM. And it was like for anybody in the community and they would advertise it on Fet Life. We would all meet up there about ten AM and when I thought it was about education, it was not because when I went to one of the meetups, it was about 70% males and about 99% white. And I was like one of the only women there. And I was the only black person there. And it was not a good, comfortable experience for me. It was, they were very fetishy with me and I didn't appreciate it. Um, they're very fetishy when it comes to black women. They don't really like the the white side. They don't really um see us as equals. It's really like a more of a fetish, like kind of like a I don't even want to say a pet thing. It was kind of just like it wasn't it wasn't a nice feeling at all. It was kind of like they were ready to toss me around each other or some shit. So I had to get up out of there. Oh my god, I feel the same way here because. It's not, I mean, there's racism, obviously, but it's like right. diet racism, you know, it's not, it's mm-hmm. more, I'm just, you're just so beautiful, I don't know, what to, I don't know how to act with you like a human, mm-hmm. but less, less, I guess the anger or the, what I would consider like a dangerous situation comes out, you know, mm-hmm. later, mm-hmm. but like, initially, like, oh, everybody crowds around you because you're the only black person they've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. The only black person you've ever seen and then you're interested in all of those fetishes start hopping out on top of each other and you're yeah. not safe anymore. And it's kind of like, okay, well, this was a mistake. Yep. Yep. So the yeah. internet is more safe to meet up, but it's also full of more fakes. So you have to tread lightly in these internet groups with these uh, these BDSM internet groups. Like I've, I've only found a few where I felt like it was actually legit because nine times out of ten, these are just people looking for someone to hook up with really fast and, and they're going to damage your self-esteem in the process. Yep. That is, that is what we have experienced. Um, it's, it's hard for women, I think, because lots of people, I mean, and the other part I feel like is you still get for being on the site or being in the community, you know, mm-hmm. at least in my experience, men will still slut shame you for being mm-hmm. a, a woman who's trying to be exploring her kitchen side. Mm-hmm. Can't win out here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard out here, but it's here, but we're here for each other. Um, I, my page is really, really small on purpose. I, I, I have a lot of pending friend requests, but I only have about 240 friends on my page maybe 2.30 because it's small on purpose because I do want it to be a safe space. I do want to have certain conversations, but it's like every time when I do try to start it up, there's one asshole who I, who I didn't remember was on my page or slipped through the cracks. And I kind of like go back into my shell, like, okay, maybe I should keep this in my, in my groups or in, in, you know, online and not, you know, let everyone see it. But I kind of, it's such a big part of myself that I feel sort of incomplete when I don't get to talk about it or I don't get to, express it you know yeah yeah I totally feel that too it's funny because I actually have different Facebook pages because I feel like oh I definitely do <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to keep explaining myself to everyone uh-huh. yeah girl they are all blocked on my on my on my Bellatrix page they're all blocked all people from high school and family and, and other people uh-uh y'all can't see this page I have a whole another page with thousands of people on it for my smiley smiley photos but when I want to talk and shit post I'm over here because I ain't got time for y'all to be telling me what God said and, and all that because they're off my page <laughs> yeah I hear that like 100% that's why I had a separate page for this, for this uh, podcast because I was like listen last thing mm-hmm. I'm going to do is explain everything that I'm doing to a thousand people who don't even care anyway mm-hmm. like mm, let me just move forward <laughs> Mm-hmm. and it's it's for your own sanity too and it feels so much better to be able to say what you want to say on your own space without having to wait on somebody being passive aggressive or or who don't really actually care pretending to act like they care about you to try to shame yeah. you and I feel that way about like specific kinks because like even in the kink world there's judgment mm-hmm. oh, yes. there, there are some kinks that listen a little judgment is all right. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, no, definitely. There are a few kinks where I'm just like, okay, I'm gonna, I don't kink shame, but I'm shaming today, okay? <laughs> it's like a, I'm not into it. <laughs> a lot of that is, is race play. Like I, oh, I wow. it, and it was not my, it's not my thing. I probably would not be doing that shit again. Yeah, but, yeah. But I do, I don't hold that against black people. If that's one of your kinks, then hey, I'm not going to hold, I'm not, however you express what you go through is up to mm-hmm. you. And that's how you find out what you like and don't like. But you know, once you try something, you know if it's your kink or not. It don't take but one time. It takes one time. And let me tell you, I'd be looking at all the white people sideways who like, who like race. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Hey, is it mm-hmm. 20, 
you about it? Why do you like it? Please give me the details. Yeah, I want to know what it does for you. What does that do for you? Why Why is this your thing? Like I said, it's a lot of it's a it's a lot of kinks, and I don't kink shame much, but some stuff I kind of side eye. Like, oh wow, you know, not my kink, but also would never be mine. Yeah, it's just it's difficult when it's an oppressive group or mm-hmm. an oppressive group who appreciates the kinks that come from that oppression. Mm-hmm. Like, play comes from that, you know, racism mm-hmm. from racism, and consensual non-consent comes from race. You know, mm-hmm. like those kinds of mm-hmm. things that you're working. With. So if a man is like, oh, I'm all about C and C, I'm like, mm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, and I'm just like, oh no, but I'm not so sorry. No, like, what is that about? I'm not. Yeah. Mm. Why do you have to have slaves that are, or you know, why does that have to be that that way for you? Like, what is it about you that makes you be like, oh yes, I want them to consent to not have consent? What? Exactly. But you know, some people live that way, and and then we don't know on the other side, like, why they are agreeing to it, but I also kind of just, you know, let them have it, and I'm just like, well, that's your world, I ain't, I don't know much about it, I ain't trying to learn. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> your personal life, like, your family, your friends, like, how many people know that you are embedded in the community? Um, I'll, okay, my partner knows, um, we're like he's he's not as into it as me, but he 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 will try for me some things, but he does not restrict me from other things because we don't have a typical relationship at all. Um, and so he is not judgmental at all. He supports me and everything. He will let me practice my ropes on him. <laughs> I'm just trying to get him comfortable enough to let me photograph him because he looks good in these ropes. And I'm just like, well, you know, once you get comfortable, I'm gonna, let me show my stuff off. Um, friends, most of, most of my friends who know are my friends from online. Nobody in my immediate family, nobody who I grew up with or anything, because they are all Southern Baptist, Birmingham, Alabama bred people that are not open at at all. Like, and I'm super queer as well. Um, so I don't have a lot of space to try to just for my own sanity, not that I'm ashamed of myself or anything, just for me not to have to put up with a fight every time or every conversation I have. I just keep that part of my life separate. Yeah, for your own peace. For my own peace. And I hate that I have to be like that and I hate that I have to express myself and show my real self to strangers because I would love to show my real self to the people that are, you know, supposed to be the closest to me, but I just, you know, I just can't. Yeah. I am... It's funny because I, I think most of my family probably knows that I'm kind of kinky. I grew up in a weird, a weird household. Um, but like, I like to call it a naked household because we've never like clothes weren't a huge deal until we started renting out rooms and stuff. So, you know, mm-hmm. we would talk mm-hmm. about things. You know, my siblings and I were pretty close, so we talked about whatever. And it's not a big deal. But and like my friends, it's funny. I've actually. I've actually unknowingly had people all around me, so talking about it with them has been like fine because they're like, "Oh, girl, me too," and I'm like, "Oh, oh, wow, yeah." So, so that, that's refreshing. <laughs> yeah, it's well. See, out here in California, I don't know. I guess everybody's a little kinky. I have no clue, but um, like, I love it. It's been interesting. Um, I will say it's still like that double-edged sword because it gets to the wrong people. And then mm-hmm. you can out here too. You know, it's, it's still that the same issue with, you know, you can't 
representing our company or whatever. Right. Any of that. So it's just like, okay, well, that's the main reason why I keep this separate. It's because I still mm-hmm. need a job. And I don't know what my jobs are willing to do to keep, you know, to keep safe face or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I also just, I only tell the closest people to me. So it's like my five friends and my sister and my family, you know, my, my brother, sister, and my aunt. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mostly keep it the, the same way. I don't like to talk to, I'm pretty private about most things. So unless I feel like I can trust you, I don't tell yeah. you. Uh huh. That's, that's the way. That's the way to be. And and uh, a lot of things. A lot of people are like try to get revenge on certain things or try to hurt you. And with me being a nurse and stuff, I know for a fact that I have to keep a conservative front at work right. for the most part. And um, just thinking of some people who do, like uh, recently I had an issue with someone exposing. Uh, news that were shown, shared with one another, and where they were sharing it with other people. This was about four or five years ago. The news, but it just came to light recently, and I was just like, "Well, damn, you, you know." And then they post the person posted my news and was like, "Oh, such and such has been sharing your nudes and did it." And so I'm just like, "Oh, okay." So that's why that's a lot of the reason why I just don't trust people all the time, and I kind of try to keep it on the low because that's kind of shit that happens when people try to expose or try to hurt you they'll do so in that kind of way and then america's unforgiving let me go ahead and say fuck that dude because i know what yeah exactly just ridiculous and it's like it's funny because men be shooting themselves in the foot all the time like Mm -hmm. they're always going to be the adversaries and they're always i mean not adversaries they're always the allies who pretend to be allies so it's definitely are not and that's what i mean about just you know having to be extra careful and here we are still still being fucked over but like what do you gain from it <laughs> oh my god just the worst um well segue uh because that's terrible but um <laughs> joy in like the continual like learning of myself mm-hmm. um, but what have you found like have you found love and joy and identity in BDSM or, or what have you done? I have I definitely have it's it's something so beautiful to me if we actually take the time to explore and learn and educate ourselves it was, I just wish it was not so heavily sexualized but I have found that I love to build people up I love to nurture I love to kind of be there for someone to help build them up um, to help them find their voice to help them find themselves while I'm also finding myself Um, I have found a new respect for it from the aspect of the education and everything that it takes to to actually learn about the in the psych involved all of it just is it's just I'm mesmerized by it. It's um, helped me to become such a more, I don't want to say I'm powerful or anything, but for, for me, for myself, it's given me a lot of empowerment. Um, I think, yeah. You know, it's given me a lot of empowerment and taking charge of myself and being, in, and being able to say no when I want to say no 
to be able to not take shit when I don't want to take shit because yeah. I know myself and I know my worth and the and the and that all of that has built from that. Like all of that has built from me, you know, studying and learning more. So I will say I found love, I found appreciation, I found a lot. I wish everyone else could, but it, it's so taboo that they won't ever, ever get to. Yeah, it's really sad. Um, I was just, I, I was one of those girls who, um, when I was growing up and as a young adult in my 20s, who would be having sex because I thought that would give me validation mm-hmm. for me. I thought it was what mm-hmm. I wanted. Mm-hmm. I didn't get realize how often I was pressured or coerced. And mm-hmm. you, like, as a person now, as a grown woman who needs herself, I had somebody, mm-hmm. I had a friend back in October, and I had to, I put up so many boundaries. So I was like, I'm not going to have sex with you unless I want to. Unless mm-hmm. I am doing it. And mm-hmm. he was very cool and kind and worked with me. But like, you know, but just that, just standing in that power, that was confusing. Like, because it makes you negotiate and it forces uh-huh. you to tell people what you want and when mm-hmm. you want it. Yeah. So it's like, it's eye-opening for me. And you see that people, you know, what you allow to happen, they'll they'll take advantage of it every time. But once you start setting your boundaries, uh, the ones who aren't serious will cower away. Yeah. And then they'll know, oh, okay, that's not what you wanted. You didn't want to hear that. You you're not you're not you're not authentic. Yeah, that's actually the easiest way to vet for me. Yeah. I start talking about literal kinks, like mm-hmm. literal safety, any of these mm-hmm. things that like mm-hmm. anybody is worth their salt and kink would know. And once they start not uh-huh. understanding the kinks, they just suddenly I get blocked. I'm like, cool. <laughs> Good. Thank you. Taking yourself out, trash. Thank you. <laughs> exactly. Nobody. <laughs> out. Yeah, it, 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 it's empowering, man, being able to take control of that. Because I was the same as you in my twenties and early, early, uh, from like eighteen to probably like twenty four, twenty five. I was just wilding and thinking, you know, this is what I want. This is, you know, how I find myself. And it was not. It was a lot. And there was a lot of times when I would do things that I didn't want to do just because someone had heavily pressured me, and I kind of just gave in because I got tired of fighting. And, and now I don't put I don't want to put myself in those situations if I can help it. Now I know for a fact if I say no, I'm not coming over there. I'm not. You're not going to get a chance to say, "Well, just come over and we'll see." No, the answer is no, and you know that's all it is. Exactly. So it has helped me find my voice. Yes, and the, not just my voice, but the boundaries, the sick guy. Like, oh, so you don't want to do this? That's fine. Mm-hmm. It's like the safety and comfort to be like, I'll mm-hmm. be fine myself until I find the right, the right person to hang out with mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it. yeah and then because the king's got a match man <laughs> is that like oh my gosh there was this one guy this one dominant and i would say he's an actual dominant because he had a list of he had a contract okay he was one of those he was ready oh my goodness <laughs> we met up in you know he was cool we had sex a couple times it was whatever but i did know that like because he was so sex driven that he was not the one that i was mm-hmm. but um there was one thing he did, and this is probably, I hope this isn't a gross story to you, but like, we were talking about kinks and stuff, and getting hot and heavy, you know, working it in, and he started, he started asking me if I like to be sat on, and I was like, no, not my, not my kink, like, please don't do it, and he's like, are you sure? And then he tries it, and he spits, I swear to God, literally on the top of my forehead, 
<gasps> and a loogie girl, and it dripped down my face. Oh, and I was like, oh, 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 oh my god! I was like, ew! What is? What is this? And he was just like, "Are you sure you don't like it? Let me try it one more time." I was like, "No, no!" <laughs> I said no the first time. I should have known, like right then. I like that was probably the yeah, second time. That- yeah, like, that was the key. Like, oh nah. Mm-mm. Yeah, and I missed it. I was like, I was like, no. And he's like, okay, I'm sorry. And, you know, and then a few months later, he like trapped me in a hotel room, and I was like, see, I should have took the first one. Yeah, that's okay. You you learned, and you got you got out of there, and you here now. But we, but you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, they just you don't have no fucking control. Like, Dang. stop. Stop. I said no. That's enough for you. I would that's my worst fear ever is to make anybody feel uncomfortable or do something to them that they didn't want done. And I didn't like I just that's like one of my I when I'm I being a I will say being a queer black uh person is hard when it comes to like relationships and also being in the kink world as well is hard because trying to find someone that kind of like that we mesh with is hard and it's like you kind of settle just because you're excited to see somebody that's into the same stuff so you kind of yeah. look over a lot of things and it's like well you know eh, maybe but then it's always like oh no I should have I should have just let it go <laughs> but I, I don't have no issues with that I don't like loogies or anything but I, I will spit spit don't bother me but uh you ain't about to be clearing your throat and putting green stuff in there that's what it was like. It, again, see, that that would that that would make me fight because because I, I probably would have punched in in the throat because no. <laughs> Listen, I was right ready to cause, and it's like later on like that was years ago and <laughs> I have had different kinds of spit on me in different places and that was fine. Like, yeah, it was, mm-hmm. it was like degradation I wasn't ready for. It was humiliation I wasn't ready for. I was mm-hmm. like, Fair. but you yeah, know, yeah. Mm-hmm. You, and those things and as I step into my dominant space because I do have mm-hmm. that um, mm-hmm. I thought yeah I would never want to cross those boundaries with somebody mm-hmm. but I'm going to hurt you and make this a horrible time I want you to have fun never I would feel so bad and so ashamed and so low I couldn't do that but I'm telling you these these, these male counterparts are always just they just always do too much <laughs> do it too much most of the time <laughs> too much like what you doing well, I'm glad you made it out of that alive you don't want that oh, to happen no more <laughs> he was like he was like I was it was because I didn't have a car at the time and he basically took me oh I have to stop by the hotel to pick oh up. my god I cannot stand him already I don't even know him no no it was the worst <laughs> Yeah, I figured it. Listen, I figured it out, and now, hey, ain't nobody trapping me no place anymore. Uh, uh-uh. and, and that's what they be doing, trapping you. Oh, I gotta run in here right quick. But anyway, don't have to be a hotel. Anymore. They'll trap you at a friend's house. Come in, come inside for a minute. We just chilling, like child. Uh, uh-uh. I've learned. I've been through so many, so many situations that I'm just thankful that I made it out of. I'm just like, oh. No. You learn better than you start doing better, though. That's why I think it's important for us to have a, a community and. To be able to to actually vet the, the 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 younger ones and not prey on them because what happens is younger people are 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 finding themselves and entering into the lifestyle and just they just hopping down on them real fast and taking advantage of them and breaking them before they can even figure out what they want to do with themselves. 
Right. And so that's why, yes, community is so important. And I wish I had been more a part of the community before. Now it's like a real big goal of mine to be a part mm-hmm. of the community. Okay. But before it was like, you know, like before it was like, let me see what I can get. Let me see uh-huh, what I can uh-huh. get. It was like, uh, too much, girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad, that, um, I'm glad the community is a little, it's a little bit more open now and a little bit it more. So that's good. I'm, I'm enjoying that. I'm enjoying it too. I'm, I'm thankful that we can talk about it a little bit more. Like we could never do this a while right? ago. <laughs> the goal of my podcast is to help women who are coming into their own, women like us, right? Black women, mm-hmm. women of color, fat women, women of all yes. different shapes of places. Yep. And so I love that I've been able to connect with you because, like you said, there are not many Black STEM riggers. You are so right. They don't exist. It's not, but then we need them because it's a lot of people that are interested in it, but they don't trust men. It's a lot of us that don't trust men, period. Yeah. And and you have to put all your trust into somebody. I don't even trust them to do me. And I do my, and you know, I don't even trust them to do me, to tie me at all. I haven't yeah. met anyone yet that I felt comfortable with enough to let myself because you're you're freaking vulnerable in that state. You can't do anything. Yeah, you can't do anything. You're 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 you're, immo- you're immobilized, so you can't you can't move. You can't help. You can't you can't do anything for yourself. So you have to completely, completely, completely trust someone that they have your safety uh, at the forefront. And yeah. I don't think that I have my personally haven't found anyone where I felt like I could let myself you know go like that. Right. Right. And that's a huge reason why I have not been restricted in this thing. It's, again, mm-hmm. it's tough. I'm looking for somebody that I can work with. And mm-hmm. hopefully, hopefully they are female because, yes, I'm going to have a different, or femme, I'm going mm-hmm. to have a more comfortable time dealing with somebody who at least understands like, there's so many different things. I'm just, I'm so glad that there are more femme riggers coming out mm-hmm. and out. Like, so they bad. are, and they're so beautiful, and they've been doing a wonderful job. I wanted to start a, a, a Instagram for it. Like, I just don't know how to go about it because I just don't want to be, I don't want it to get so big that people start seeing it. Then I kind of am like, oh, well, you know what? Fuck it. This is how I am, and whoever has an issue with it, maybe they'll leave me alone, and I don't have to deal with them anymore. Yeah, exactly. But no, since we got onto the issue, do you have anything that you want to promote? Do you do you have anything? I do not have anything I want to promote, girl. Let me tell you, I have been working on on things. I don't know if I want to. I want to have some kind of group, but Facebook has been so restrictive on on words, and I got flagged for posting a um a gag ball gif that I made of myself. So they took it down and flagged it. So I was just like, okay, so now I don't know what I can and cannot post on Facebook anymore. Um, I was thinking maybe a Discord or something. I'm not sure. But if I do come on with something, I will let you know. All right. Well, I mean anybody I'm gonna I'm gonna try and get a picture from you. Like any a picture without your face, whatever, but something showing her work. Okay. Post it on my on my page for this for this episode. Okay. I'll 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 have a few. How you work. But yeah, thank you so much for coming on this podcast. I appreciate you for having me. This was so fun. Yay, I'm so glad. I mean, I just love having these kind of conversations within the community for other women to hear and adhere to and, and have hope that we are trying to change the community for the better. Man, we are trying to. We are going to, too. I yes. can see the light. I see the light. 
and I hope you have a lovely afternoon. I will. I appreciate you so much, Nisi. All right. Bye. Bye, girl.